Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. All right, all right, all right. We are live for Thursday edition of the People's Talk Show. And as always, excited to be back, excited to connect and uh, find out what's on your radar. And as always, never a dull moment in this world of chaos and uh, war, debt, death, destruction, you name it. Same old, same old. But then again, the U.S. is back at it again. More military conflicts in the Middle East is going to ramp things up. And definitely that's right in their um, in, in their plans of things to do for 2024. So hope all is well. I uh, hope everyone is doing well. want to definitely make sure I'm, uh, everything is flowing smoothly. Let me make sure the audio is working correctly so that uh, I can make sure I'm not uh, just talking to myself. So if you don't mind, hit me a thumbs up in the chat. And uh, we'll definitely love to uh, find out who is checking in with me. Feel free to throw me some thoughts, ideas, suggestions, as always. And I have maybe four, five, six different subject matters worth talking about. But it's nothing new, really. Just more questions and concerns about what's going on in the world. And uh, more importantly, want to connect in and see what's going on, man. It's been a minute uh, due to scheduling on my end. It's been kind of hectic, but I do the best I can when I can. So hope everyone's doing well. As always, let me make sure. For those who are watching, whether your first time or returning visitor or whatever, hit that thumbs up button. Show your support for the channel. Hopefully more people are notified and uh, we can, uh, you know, of course, just try to educate and uh, encourage one another as we go through these uh, interesting events that are unfolding. So uh, let me just uh, keep it moving right along. Oh, man. So, yeah, what's yeah, what's been going on, man? So lots of things have been going on. Uh, curious to find out what you guys have been keeping your eyes on and um you know, it was what, the 11th day of the month of January, and each day has brought with it all types of interesting, some exciting, some not. But it also all depends on your framework and, you know, your perception of, of, of what we call reality. Um, everybody has a different uh, filter on their lens to be able to decipher what they consider good or bad. So I'm curious to find out what you guys are keeping your eyes on. So feel free to. Uh, let me know what you're thinking. Uh, open up the phone lines and definitely would love to get some calls in tonight. We'll see where the conversation takes us. I have all these stories I want to share. And then if the phone lines are open, love to talk to you. If not, then we'll just call it short. And uh, all right, let's keep it moving, man. So let me see. We got right now airstrikes. Airstrikes taking place right now in Yemen. And it's labeled as the, the, the Houthi, Houthi, U.S. and U.K. conducting airstrikes on Houthi in Yemen. But then again, there's other articles surfacing talking about Iranian backed Houthi. So the narratives that coming out of the mainstream media, you got to question everything at this current moment, because every single headline comes from the same source as the cause of the problems. So you got to take it all with a grain of salt and don't trust no media outlet at this current moment, because you don't know what's real, and what's not. And that's the whole goal to keep us divided and distracted while all along 
inflation is continuing to tick back up on even according to their own measurements. And we know those are fake. <laughs> and uh, we got the B Bitcoin ETF out here now. And it's just amazing how uh, just the, the 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 narrative has shifted around that from being disruptive to now they're like just begging institutions to come in. And as always, whenever institutions get involved, they manipulate things and they, you know, it ultimately end up biting your average mom and pop in the behind. But people don't seem to think that just because of the concept of greed. Everybody wants their bags to pump. And I think in the long run, it's going to be problems. But anyway, who am I, man? Just very interesting times. Very interesting times, interesting time, said at least. But OK, let's get right into it. Let me uh, get my screens up here and uh, run a bit behind. I had to go. Give me a little bit of tea for this evening. I love my tea in the evening. And also working on a little intro introduction songs or whatnot, trying to have some fun on the back end. Okay, so let's get right into it. Uh, Barley Broker says, divide, distract, and conquer. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. New boogeyman to support the war. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Uncle Sam definitely is in need of more. Uh, currency creation to keep himself alive. And of course that comes to military activity and everything in between. So, all right, let's get into it. Let me get to uh, my headlines. Uh, let me just move some stuff around on the back end here. Let me get that back end going back here. All right. So as always, uh, preparedness, want to make sure I big up my people for Patriots, man. Uh, never, you can never have enough preps in reference to what do you, whatever you consider being prepared. And of course I got an article what's happening in what's potentially happening in Sweden and how, there's a mad dash of people to get prepared for whatever is coming. And I think it has something to do with the war, but we'll see. But anyway, fourpatriots.com forward slash RTD, as you guys can see on the screen here, they sell a variety of items of all kinds, everything from food, everything to water, uh, you, you name it, they have it. And so I encourage you guys, if you haven't, the link is in the description, go check them out, show them some love. And while you're at it, if you haven't, I'm sure by now, hopefully everybody by now has decided to get their sell some energy. And when I mean energy, they got this four Patriot solar power generator here. If I can click this link here, which I can't, but keep it moving. So anyway, fourpatriots.com forward slash RTD. Go show them some love and uh, let them know your boy RTD sent you over there. All right. So let's get in the headlines, man. So this is what caught my attention. And of course, usually what I what I usually do throughout the day, I find a couple interesting stories that come across my radar or people will send me emails with um just some trending news and i'll bring it to the fold in the evenings but this one here sort of kind of breaking within the last couple of hours so i thought i would lead off with this one and then get into some other things that happened throughout the day but uh, once again us and uk launch strikes against houthi rebels in yemen and you know yemen is just not long ago just having got out of a military conflict from being completely sat ravaged the country is just completely bombed for what five or six years give or take from saudi arabia directly and saudi arabia decides to call a truce and then yemen gets right back into the fold of trying to uh, be the uh, i guess the shield country where the houthi organizations or whoever they are of course they probably have you know they're they're definitely backed from the western hemisphere in my opinion but they're in the war again and it's just unfortunate that you know, like this whole Israel Gaza situation intentionally been done to escalate things such as this to where they'll, they're going to make sure. And the goal is to make sure that there'll never be a such there'll never be a thing such as peace in the Middle East in this short term. And so it's, it's all about conflict and moving forward. We're going to see that plus some. But here's just a little live update. Even if I refresh this, it gives you some live up to date information of what's happening and i'll just thumb through it real quick and then go to some uh twitter feeds uh let me just move myself out the way so i can see what's going on here let me get this out of here bear with me one second got too much stuff on the screen let me shrink myself down a little bit <laughs> all right so here we get just got some latest uh updates as to what's happening it says massive airstrike massive strike with uh ship launch missiles and jets according to the ap then we got houthis have retaliated yet u.s official have not retaliated yet. And then we got Saudi Arabia urges U.S. restraint. And so this is as of the last, you know, couple of uh, uh, minutes or so updates of what's happening there. But then if you go here, you got some live footage. And this clip here from Raw Alerts, it says here, let me move myself out the way. It says here, video shows U.S. U.K. conducting airstrikes that is taking place in Yemen with support of Canada, Australia, Bahrain, and the Netherlands. So not sure as to if all those other countries are also involved or 
allowing the U.S. to use some of their assets. Not sure. But, yeah, we're not too surprised about this. And then here's another one here that could really escalate things even more. So this is um, a news source from the Yemenis, Houthi military leader, ultimately, was warning, says the Houthis warned Saudi Arabia, Qatar, and the UAE. And a quote coming from their leader, just pictures circulating out there, but it says, if you open up your airspace to the U.S. and U.K., then you are officially at war with us. And so we'll see where this goes, but there's a warning to other Middle Eastern countries about supporting the U.S. and U.K. invasion right now. So will they bow down? Will they not? Who knows? Give it take and time. We'll see. But uh, only time will tell. And here's another little headline here I thought was interesting. And so it says, let me zoom in some, let me zoom in just a little bit here. So this is from the AP and it was just posted by this lady here. And it says here, uh, get ready for Western press to greatly increase its use of the phrase Iranian backed Houthis while still never using the phrase U.S. backed Israelis. (laughs) So I just thought that Iranian backed Houthis because the word Iranian associated with Houthis go hand in hand because the U.S. is always planned to go into that country and they need as many excuses as they can get. And so what better way to use this Yemen Houthi narrative to also throw in Iran? And then there you go. You have the entire Middle East going to be involved in this complete this, this event, which is you know, not should be shouldn't be too surprising to anybody. So that's what's happening as of right now. We'll find out. Uh, keep our eyes on it because I'm sure they're going to make sure we always you know are, are attentive to it. So. But here's something else uh, that is catching airways as well. This says here, let me zoom in so I can make it bigger. And so it looks like Sweden, their general military general is warning the citizens to get ready for war. And so what I find interesting is it says that the two, 210 years of peace, the country bids to join NATO in face of Russian tension. So Sweden is warned to brace for war. Civil defense minister tells citizens to get moving and prepare for the end of the 210-year peace. And so, once again, continuing expansion of NATO, of course, against Russia, because Russia, Russia, Russia is the enemy of humanity, according to the Western globalists. But uh, there's also articles circulating. Uh, uh, let me see. I, I wasn't able to find it when I needed it, but it was basically highlighting how uh, there's been somewhat of a panic amongst Swedish citizens to prepare in the form of, emergency preparedness, food, water, people stacking up, doubling up over there. And so it was a tweet that kind of went viral of what I was referring to. But uh, whenever there's a panic, people get people literally get moving when things hit the fan. And so it looks like Sweden could be moving towards a direction of war if they join NATO because they're right on the border of Russia. So we'll find out what goes on there. But between the Middle East conflict, the expansion of NATO, and whatever else is in the pipe, it's never a dull moment. So, oh, wait, keep it going. Keep it going. Keep it going. And what else I got here? Some other stories worth touching on. Of course, the inflation figures came out. Not a surprise. I mean, apart from just hearing more fictitious lies, says inflation rises more than expected to 3.4% in December, rattling traders betting on fair rate cuts. So we all saw the figures. There's no surprise whatsoever. And of course, the numbers are still extremely low. But once again, they measure it in their own favor. So who's surprised at this point? But keeping it moving. What else we got here? More interesting stories about how the mainstream economy is not doing too well. It says 56 million Americans have been in credit card debt for at least a year. We are seeing pockets of trouble, experts says. So consumer credit is still weighing heavily across on people across the country. And what else we got here? Here's an interesting story here that caught my attention about the continual partnership and expansion of the Eastern Bloc global south, whatever you want to call them. So it says China and Russia test a hack-proof quantum communication link for BRICS countries. Hack-proof quantum communication. Now, like these words here, hack-proof quantum communication, don't seem like they go hand in hand, but if this is true, whatever technology they're developing over there for communicating amongst this new global south program seems to be pretty serious if they're thinking it's hack-proof. So but uh, just go, it says, scientists in Russia and China uh, has established a quantum communication encrypted with the help of secure keys transmitted by China's quantum satellite, showing that a BRICS quantum communication network may be technically feasible. It says the scientists were able to span 
3,100 kilometers between a ground station close to Moscow and another near Yumkwai in China's western Jing region to send two encoded images secured by quantum keys. And so as I was reading through this earlier, I'm thinking like, wow, like they have the technology to make it hack proof according to their standards. And they have the quantum side of things kind of ironed out, basically just an extreme amount of computer power. I wonder like, you know, what are what else technology they have that, that could probably disrupt the old decentralized crypto space as well. So, um, yeah, time will tell, but we'll find out. OK, these are some headlines that caught my attention, not in any particular order. Here's another little interesting bit here. It says Fed balance sheet expands by most since the SVB crisis as banks arbitrage bailout fund. And so here we just got more interesting graphs here. Money markets is trending up. Funds is flowing out of the banks into the money markets. Both institutional and retail funds saw inflows. Then we got uh, what's it? interesting. It says both money markets and bank deposits are seeing inflows. Said so the Fed, Fed's balance sheet expanded last week by $5.7 billion. So See a little bit of an uptick here, even though the quantitative tightening seems to be coming to an end, perhaps. And so we see a little uptick there of the Fed's balance sheet. It's small in nature, but then it signals a lot because QT is choking the world. Actually, you guys can't even see it, but this little bit of blip here trending upward. It uh, could show that the Fed might be pivoting sooner than uh, we could ever imagine. But just more information there. Then here's another interesting little headline here. Hertz. Deciding to backtrack with those Tom Brady commercials on the whole EV push. Car rental firm Hertz has sailed 20,000 EVs for gas powered vehicles. And there's even articles circulating on Twitter showing how if you want to go pick up a Tesla, they're basically like 30% off. So you can grab one for like 16,000 because they're taking major losses. So they're expecting over, it says, over 200 million. It says, uh, Hertz expects about 245 million of incremental de uh, depreciation expenses from the proposed sale in the fourth quarter. So they got Tesla's on fire sale. If anybody wants one, not quite sure who would want to have to charge a car every night, but people do. All right, on to another news here. Here's an interesting story here. Now we got the Bitcoin ETF. I thought this was interesting because uh, the question is, will this Bitcoin ETF in time uh, slow down? the move from the West retail investor into gold and silver because everybody's going to be tracing the Bitcoin, you know, pump train. And so we will see, but Kathy Woods, whose ARK ETF launches today, she revealed that she has 25% of her net worth is invested in Bitcoin. So not sure what that total is, but a quarter of it is in Bitcoin. My assumption will be it's quite substantial, but then again, uh, we will find out. And of course, here's a list of all the uh, Bitcoin ETFs that have gone public as of now. And there's some fuss in the Bitcoin community, it seems, because Vanguard is not allowing retail customers to actually buy because they're waiting for their uh, uber wealthy customers to get first position. So uh, a lot of interesting things happening out here, man. But uh, never a dull moment, as I mentioned. So between the Bitcoin ETF popping off, gold and silver did not move today. And actually, silver was in. Let me go pull this up here. Silver was in the in the red. Let me go back here. So it's all this hype around the Bitcoin ETF that gold and silver pretty much remain around its normal levels of two thousand and twenty two dollars or so for silver. So great opportunity to continue to get your weight up for those who uh, believe in saving and sound money. So, but those are just some things that caught my attention, man. Uh, never a dull moment, as I always mentioned. Let's uh, get the phone lines open. I'm curious to hear what you guys have been keeping your eyes on. There's a variety of subjects between tunnels on underground, under the synagogues, <laughs> you name it. Uh, yeah, lots of things going on, man. Lots of things happening in the world these days. But anyway, I'm curious to hear what you guys think. Feel free to give me a call or throw some thoughts, ideas, suggestions in the chat. And as always, if we have any first-time viewers, let me know where you're watching from. We'll love to welcome you to the fold and find out what's on your radar. Because the goal is to have a community talk show where we can all connect and just, you know, share our thoughts on what's happening in the world, man. And uh, go from there. So let me check in via the chat. Let me see the live chat. Let me see what else is happening out here. How is everybody doing? We got greetings from Roku Moro. How you doing, my friend? Do, do, do. Mm -hmm. Broker. 
Oh, man. No, so we'll see where it goes. What else is happening? So the question I want to put out there to you guys, how many people plan on participating in the Bitcoin ETF? <laughs> oh, man, as I started off talking about earlier, like how having watched this space for so long now and to see how it has evolved and it's not been favorable. Like I have not, I've lost any excitement I initially had when I first came across the decentralized crypto community space, you know, literally a decade ago now, all that has just slowly but surely been fading away because I realized that the fact that people have become so greedy that they're wanting and, and begging for government, um, uh, what you call it, um, government uh, oversight as well as institutional funds to where I'm like, that goes against the entire purpose of, of, of supposedly of the space. It was supposed to be something that disrupted and disturbed traditional finance and turned the monetary system upside down because people would opt in and using something that was supposed to be peer to peer. And now it's like, you know, go 2.0. Like that was never the intention of it. So people, Man, man, man. It's it's very sad to see how things have twisted due to greed. Due to greed. Barley Broke says, give me gold. 100%, man. 100%. But then again, you know, so and here's here's a possible dilemma, depending on, you know, your long-term viewpoint as an investor. And so gold and silver in and of itself is money. And I look at it more so as an insurance policy that I took out against fiat currency. So there's a position of where I'm like literally securing my net worth in a sound uh, monetary store of value, and that's gold and silver. But on top of that, you know, as an opportunist, one who looks for opportunities in a variety of sectors, I am open to exploring into um, products and services that could allow me to add more to my current holdings of metals. So as I mentioned before, like I was very intrigued with this sector when I first stumbled across it, just because I saw the opportunity of certain, I just, I put it all in the category of cryptos, cryptos in and of itself, you know, on the surface is a gamble. But then again, there are certain projects that have potential to be disruptive still. And those projects, there are the ones that I've kept my eye on and, and made an attempt to learn more about them so that I could feel comfortable allocating funds in a, you know, in accumulating a certain position. So having been in the space for quite some time now, I have no regrets because it's done me quite well. But then again, like my initial thoughts about the space was that the goal would be to disrupt, but at this current moment, it's no disrupting. It's literally like, you know, people are begging for the government and institutions. And I, I don't, I don't understand that at all, but again, each to each his own. But, um, yeah, man, like, you know, once again, opportunity, there's still opportunity there for those who like to speculate. So, you know, me personally, I consider myself a strategic speculator where there's things that I do believe will be around for quite some time and in fiat terms will do quite well because they have a use case and those ones that have use case, you know, so far, so good. Uh, Neil says buy silver and platinum hundred percent Neil. I take it that you are you are a, a big time platinum enthusiast because <laughs> that's one of your mantras there. Buy silver and platinum. I still need some cash though for tips because I wear all them damn gold jewelry. <laughs> oh man. Um, let me see here. Uh, the Digital Wealth Podcast. How you doing, my friend? It says absolutely. It says begging Wall Street for fiat. Right, and that's the thing. Like, I, I, and what blows my mind is. If Bitcoin is meant to succeed and it's not a state project, then just be patient. Funds will make its way to things that are of use to other people. And so if the scarcity side of things of having 21 bit, 21 million Bitcoins or however you want to break it down, if that is legit, then fiat's going to find its way into it somehow, some way to where you don't need to beg institutions to get involved because if it's an escape hatch out of a dying system, people are going to find their way into it. So I just, yeah, it is what it is, what it is. I understand the idea of people 
and that's another thing like watching a lot of uh or i tend to follow i, I follow a lot of sectors but I tend to watch a lot of um uh, crypto um uh, content creators and just seeing how you know there's so much enthusiasm in this space right now for all these institutions and they're like literally cheering on the institutions and like wanting them to succeed because to succeeding to them is them being able to get pension funds involved, all the family ma asset managers involved. And it's like, once all that funds come into the system, the system will ultimately turn on the retail investor. The governments will then operate on in the best interest of the institutions and not the retail investor, i.e. the person who does in you know like does their own custody and things like that those people will be considered a threat to wall street so at some point the government's going to get involved and declare illegal or they're going to impose a much greater taxation process on people who decide to hold their own cryptos just because that kind of like disrupt that's this, this disrupts the idea of wall street getting into the sector and being the primary custodians <laughs> so it's like man people don't see that this is leading to a trap that it's not gonna be good at the end so between today or today with the uh you know or yesterday or today rather with the announcement of the etf all the way to the time where the government changes the rules on how you can invest in an asset class is going to be a window and it's just being able to time that window to where people can take advantage of whatever profits they can because on the other side of that it's going to be very 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 tough to operate outside of the regulatory framework ah let me see neil says btc will not go as high this having so much money was sunk into the last having so no one has that kind of cash to bust it as high um i would imagine man like bitcoin because it's now a wall street because they had because because wall street now has a product the etf that they can sell marketing is going to go through the roof to where the cash that you're referring to may not be in the regular retailer's hands at this point, i.e. your mom and pops, because a lot of people are stretched thin. But then you got all those trillions of dollars just parked right now inside of the institutions that with a simple phone call, every mom and pop who has an IRA or something like that, they can make, the, make a call to their broker and say, hey, I want you to put 2%, 5% of my portfolio into that ETF. And there you'll see a large amount of cash flow into that sector. But then again, I'm wondering like, okay, you know, the, the ETF is a, it's a fraction of supposedly a real Bitcoin. And so at some point that decoupling, like it's all paperwork in of itself. And so we'll see how they change the rules down the line to where they can profit at the expense of the retail investor uh, losing out. So who knows, but all right, let's get a call in here. Let me see what I got here. Oops. Uh, let me get you here. Hello, Carlos. Where are you calling from? Yeah, my name's Steve. Steve, what's going on, my friend? What's on your mind tonight? Hey, not too much. But you were talking about the Bitcoin and all. Uh, there's a there's a documentary that just came out on Netflix. Mm -hmm. It's called Bit Bitcon. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I saw that. Everybody, I'm, yeah, I'm not gonna ruin. I'm not gonna ruin it for everybody. Just. But just check it out. It's pretty good. It just came out. Um, and, and the other thing is, um, uh, SD Bullion has some very good prices on on the silver right now. Um, if if you if, if anybody wants to uh, grab some, I haven't seen prices that low in in years, actually. Okay, SD Bullion. I want, so I got so I got the Bitcoin Netflix documentary on the screen now, so people can see that. So I started, but didn't finish it. So thanks for the recommendation. I'll definitely check it out. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. If somebody wants to jump on that silver, man, uh, I just ordered some the other day. It just came in a couple of days ago. All it, right, those prices are good on, on those silver eagles and stuff. All right, so I'm anyway, gonna pull that up now. Go ahead. But no, what else in your mind? No, no, that's about it. Uh, I'll, I'll enjoy the rest of the show for sure. Appreciate the call, my friend. Thanks for calling in. Take care. Yeah. All right, so on the screen here, I got SD Bullion. And so we got uh, Silver Eagles. Uh, let me click on this link here. We got what type of deals we got here? $28. Uh, 
uh, 28, $28, $28 here. So that's $5 over spot. So there you go. Good opportunity there. What else we got here? What other deals they got? Let me go back to their main page here. Uh, what else we got here? Royal Mint Gold Sovereigns, 99.99. Oh, currently out of stock. All right. So, all right. Take advantage of that. Appreciate you, Steve, as always, for keeping us on game. Thank you. Um, but up, 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 up. Neil says, Jay Madison is one cool dude. That's the CEO. Yeah. Um, let me see here. I mean, I, you know, cause I, yeah, SC Bullion, cool people, man. Cool people. I remember I, um, they used to support the channel a while back. And so definitely some good people over there. Uh, James Anderson. No, James Anderson is not the, uh, CEO. I don't think, I don't think it's, uh, it's doctor or somebody. James Anderson is, I think the one of the content creators. I think I had, I think I had James on the show a couple was a couple years ago for sure. Did a couple of interviews with him. Um, it says a uh, paper silver holds down the price of silver. So paper BTC will hold down the price of BTC. Yeah. I mean, it's a paper game man. and that's where like the fact, so I was looking at some, just scroll through Twitter, getting a chance to see what some of the hype and buzz was. And I, and I, you know, it's one share of the ETF is like 0.0008% of a Bitcoin. And so you need, I think it was a thousand shares or something like that. 1500 shares to equal a full Bitcoin, if I'm not mistaken. And so with people being able to buy a fraction of a share. And once again, I assume all these institutions will be buying Bitcoin to actually back those shares. But then again, you know, at some point, you know, like, like GLD, SLV, they were all similar products, you know, backed by physical until the paper game get involved to where they start rehypothecating and creating more paper than there are actual units. And then there you go. You got the manipulation of price. So, I'm sure that's going to be somewhere in the near future. So we will see how it goes. Fishbowl says, Mike, if the government offered you the choice to receive 50% of all your bills, 50% of all your bills, but the catch is you have to sign up for a CBDC. Would you do it? I'm sure many people who are. Um, so, so that's a great question there. And so once again, my initial thought is like thinking long-term and, you know, me, according to how I view things, seeing where things are going, one individual that decides to opt out of the CBDC won't prevent it or slow it down or stop it because the masses, 99.99% of people will definitely sign up with no problem. And so if you're given a chance to get how many ever dollars per month, to me, kind of similar like the, um, what was it? The, uh, the, the stimulus checks, like, I'll take it. Sure. If you're going to give it to me, I'll take it and I'll put the good use according to what I can use it for, which is to get, you know, in those cases to get more weight. So if people came at me on some, like, and I have to, you know, sell, sell myself or give up anything. And if they want to give me something, sure. I'm not going to like say, no, I'm not going to take that. No. Right. Cause I can take that and put it to good use. So uh, if they offer to pay, pay off my bills at half of and give me other half and CBDC. Sure. Cause you know, it's from the government. So that's not like, you know, my income. So, I would definitely, I would probably take it and put it to good use. So yeah, long story short, <laughs> that's just me. Um, JBW says I, I, I sold, I actually sold all my metals to JM. Unfortunately, JM, JM bullion. Really recently or a while ago, JB. What's up TB. How you doing? My friend, happy new year. Daryl, what's up my friends? Just catch it up. Seeing what's good with everybody talking about the uh, airstrikes in Yemen. What else? Uh, we got the Bitcoin ETF excitement <laughs> and everything else in between. Uh, Johnny B says, grab the paper, take the rut and run. Yeah, like, you know, because once again, <laughs> they if, if they just give it away, it's going to, the, the, the repercussions of that still going to impact everybody. Monetary base expansion somehow, some way, it's going to equal greater prices at the pump and everything else. So still, we're still going to experience consumer price increases. So yeah, I'm not going to be on the short end of that deal. Hello, Carlos. Where are you calling from? Hello? Good. How you doing? Hey, doing good, my friend. What's on your mind? Question for you, but I got kicked the other night. I was watching uh, Kiko News mm -hmm. with that lady, and this guy was talking Bitcoin, and he said physical Bitcoin. <laughs> physical, yeah. I hear that a lot. <laughs> Is that a hockey 
<laughs> Physical, right? Go ahead. <laughs> I said I want one. Where can I get it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the sad part is how they've taken the image of the Bitcoin logo and put it on a gold coin. <laughs> And the people call that physical, like, you know, getting that is considered physical, even though it's a gold coin with the Bitcoin stamped on it. You know, it's not real gold, but and like all the other uh, coins, like Litecoin is a silver coin and Dogecoin is a copper. It's like, OK, come on now. But once again, people don't pay no attention. Um, you know, uh, I got I got gold and silver, but, you know, I'm a fixed income. I'm retired. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the inflation is really starting to get me, man. And it's. Uh, it adds up and mostly food, you know, grocery store, um, you know, eating out and mm -hmm. uh, food is really, really coming on strong. Yeah. So what do you think? Well, what's the best, give me a couple of different scenarios of what you think it'll take for gold and silver to uh, reach its uh, full value. Whoo. Um, man, man, man. A couple of scenarios. Like I was literally thinking about this prior to going live. I was thinking about with all this Bitcoin ETF hype and everything in between, you know, definitely that's going to slow down the, you know, gold and silver's price activity. And so because a lot of people, institutions, pension funds, all those people are getting prepared to get ushered into a digital ETF with all these damn hedge funds. So the chance of them actually going into physical gold and silver in their pension funds or whatever is going to be very slim. And so literally unless something breaks, like like, I mean, what I mean by break is there's a, a banking event. And there's a mad scramble to, for people to get a hold of their actual capital out of the banks and get it into something that gold and silver could be an outlet. Or there's something done out in the global south area where, you know, Russia, China somehow, some way announced something and gold is a part of it. And then, like, literally gold is uncontrollable price wise from the east to where it impacts the price over here in the west with the COMEX and all the other LBMAs, whatever. And so uh, apart from some type of real dire emergency event. I think they can get away with manipulating gold and silver until. And so it can go on a lot longer than what we ever imagined based upon how things are flowing now. And it's new excitement for this Bitcoin ETF and the ETFs that are going to come following that. So that can definitely steal some of the thunder from gold and silver, I think, or prolong the manipulation rather. So that's kind of how I see it. I used to hear about the COMEX, you know, the, the COMEX, you know, if they finally – you know, have to dish out all the you know silver they supposedly have. Mm -hmm. That would that would break it open. But I don't really understand how that works. I mean, with that, just people making calls on their on their paper silver. Uh, I don't know fully. I know just based upon stuff I hear from other commentators or whatever. You know, and when they talk about people, literally like institutions and and big players out there, a lot of unknown funds taking delivery, and so the de taking delivery draining the comics. But then again, somehow, some way, they always manage to restock the inventory or try to paper over it so just today i saw something out there i think it, i think it was from i think it was from big square i think it was but they were talking about like the mad dash to try to cover up you know like the uh some of the figures that are publicly available you know to the public like you know trying to maneuver some of the numbers make the numbers look greater than what they are i.e the fact that you know there's not as much you know metal there as they need so they starting to mess with the numbers so I, once again, I don't dive too deep into that, but I wouldn't doubt that right now they're fudging the books on a lot of things to make it look as if there's more in those vaults than there really is. But once again, you know, I mean, those are the same people controlling the system, so they can probably do it as long as they want. So, yeah. If they do and get this digital dollar going, mm -hmm. you know, that something comes up, you know, where they say, okay, we got to go digital, you know, and we're going to go digital. Mm -hmm. Don't you think a lot of people then would opt out? from uh you know what cash they could get that gold and silver would be more appealing at that point mm, no because i think i mean apart from uh, we're already digital we're already you know over overwhelming overwhelmingly digital so barring some type of uh, event where cash was no longer available then sure people could use those digits to get into what other items but as of right now like the average person don't know anything about how the banking system works so where I don't think there'll be any real sense of, you know, need to move for safety into metal. So literally people would, would they would go, it would go from digits to cash in hand and cash in hand to probably items of any kind that you need. And then gold and silver on the back end, because <laughs> now that, you know, literally cryptos has worked its way in there. So it's, it's the digits, the paper, the cryptos, the real world items, you know, people probably go try to buy some real estate or buy some other things in between 
gold and silver dead last. So that's like four or five, you know, asset classes down the line where people would go only go there if it was like, you know, obvious that that was the best place to go where most people don't think that right now. So that right there can prolong the manipulation as well. So. Do you think the main intent then for a digital dollar is not so much to steal money or, or just to control us and to control what, where it's at, or is it to, to actually value our net worth and digital from what we got now into digital? I mean, they're doing that with inflation, but yeah. I, so I think just like the digital dollar that you're referring to more so comes from the commercial banks, you know, f- creation of currency when you take out a loan, i.e. debt. So the credit expansion through the banking sector has been what has has been the primary driver for the most part of the consumer price increases and things of that nature. And so the, the, the primary reason for the digital transition was to, due to help the banks out. The banks have been able to, you know, basically for every single dollar expand the monetary base by 10 to you know for 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 loans and things of that nature so the purpose of going digital helped the banks out because it's all computer ledger and who controls the computer ledgers prior to whatever is coming has been the commercial bank because it's been their private ledgers that have allowed them to create debt out of nowhere and i think a lot of this shift happens to be moving moving the ledgers out of the commercial bank's hands into the coffers of the federal reserve system with that whole cbdc central bank digital currency narrative that they're pumping out there so from the commercial banks control to the final entity of a central bank is i think where it's heading somehow some way and all the ledgers will connect up but it'll be controlled and operated probably through a central control which would be the fed if if it works out or the euro or you know right now the eu one is working very well in china because they're continuing to spread it throughout the country and they can see they can control every single aspect of it because it's on their ledger so it's like literally an open protocol for them, but private to everybody else <laughs> or or private. It's private. It's private usage for the consumer, but it's open and public for them to see everything we do or they do. Well, you know, with the with all the central uh, banks and government supposedly buying all this gold and I assume, you know, silver also, you know, they got something up their sleeve where at mm-hmm. some point I think that, you know, it's, it's going to come out or why would they be accumulating? Right. You know. Right. That's true. So we have to find out. But whatever it is, it's going to be protect them. It's going to be it's going to be to protect them and not necessarily to help out the citizens, because once again, they would rather have us have the citizens in digital nothings than have them holding physical gold, because that right there put constraints on them as far as how they can run operations in their own country. So, yeah, they're not going to handcuff themselves by allowing gold and silver back to the hands of the public willingly, I think so. But we'll see. I'm glad glad my father is, is the richest entity ever to exist a hundred percent hey man hey appreciate you man thanks for calling big up good questions man good questions uh what else i missed some couple calls forgive me give me a call let's talk curious to hear what's on your mind curious to hear what's on your mind let me get my app back open here uh okay we got someone hello call ocean we call it from Mike, from Oakland. How you doing, brother? TB, doing good, my friend. What's your mind? Happy New Year. Live long and prosper. Oh, 100%, man. Appreciate you. How you doing? Um, I'm good, man. Uh, let's dig into this ETF thing. Okay, go ahead. Um, what ETF started out as, as what, what they say as, as far as a, uh, a hidden money source. You could funnel money without being recognized. Um and it was the banksters doing it. Is that, is that your understanding as well? The electronic traded funds that's offered through the institutions? No, I'm talking in the beginning of BTC. Oh, Bitcoin. Oh, so Bitcoin itself. So, I mean, uh, so uh, according to the way, you know, Satoshi Nakamoto wrote the white paper, basically saying that the creation of Bitcoin was to be a peer-to-peer transfer mechanism of value. And, of course, since then, it's become a banksters dream of a gold 2.0 type of label so and the government say sure you can use it for money laundering terrorist activity child whatever yeah so they gave it all types of labels but once again it's just a value transfer mechanism from a to b <laughs> yeah we're the, we're the ones typically using that the fed had nothing to do with it okay correct uh i if you say so go ahead <laughs> uh uh-huh. 
that it was the banksters that was the ones that were in wrong area in error of using BTC. They wanted to get a control of it and get a hold of it. So, you know, they stopped using it for nefarious purposes. I could, I could, I could ride with that. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, I think it was all, you know, incognito though. Like, you know, the banks, whatever, like, I don't think, so that's another thing. So like if the banks use, I, so that's one thing I don't know. Like, cause I mean, I, you can't see where, you know, where things originate from. I would assume that, you know, there has been some institutional players like, you know, Epstein and all those bad actors. Yeah. Literally, literally bad actors using it for their benefit as well. So everybody, you know, got a chance to use it. <laughs> well, we, <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> okay, I can I can run with that for sure. Uh-huh You think so? I mean, I think I think Elizabeth Warren and those types are literally like puppet mouthpieces for the Wall Street. So I think Jamie Dimon has more pull than anybody. And he tells people in the government what what he wants. So, I mean, I, I would imagine that, you know, like our government is incompetent. They're not really able to make decisions for their damn self. So I would say Wall Street has more, you know, of a of a of a of a of a, of a say so as to what's going on in D.C. think a lot of the 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 potential pie that they're trying to fight for now happens to be with the fees uh that uh, will be charged by these institutions for all the retail investors that are potentially coming in and so with all that with like for i think fidelity or blackrock whatever six six trillion or how much ever under management you know they're anticipating their clients calling at some point and said hey can you you know allocate one two three four percent of my portfolio into this new product of yours and that little 0.2% of whatever they charge will be the profit that goes to that entity. That's how I think this is set up, similar to everything else. What was the majority holdings in wallets? It was less than $1,000. Uh, I don't know that. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. 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 Those wallets was less than a thousand dollars. So are they, or is it the Black Rocks and all the other entities that are, are involved in this? The the Cassie uh, Woods. It sounds like these guys are the ones that that are nefarious, and they're wanting to get them under control. Not necessarily the bank, because mm. the banks don't. Have right. Right. in order to get through the BTC thing and I think FINRA is the uh, is the um, is the Gensler mm -hmm. and they're trying to get a hold of these guys and make sure that they do the right thing with this because anytime the, the government gets involved you know it's going to be messed up right 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 so just, just, it's going to get messed up mm -hmm. Money and this sort of stuff because not many people, for one, not many people know about it. Right. And for two, it's it, the the fees that they're going to charge is going to outweigh the the the, the profits you're going to get. Mm -hmm. BTC was set up uh, for uh, you know people who who didn't have money right. and wanted to invest in this, that, these, and those and make a whole lot of money doing that. Now nobody has any money. How are they going to invest in this, that, these, and those? They, right. 
Right. Let's see how this BTC checks out. But, you know, the, the meeting has already moved on. I expected a big old fanfare and everything else. Uh-huh. And I didn't see anything. It was like, BTC approved. No, it isn't. And then I <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, hey, we, we, we will. We will, man. Appreciate the call, man. Yeah, be good. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff, good stuff. Yeah, give it time, man. Um, I think the the, the maximalist, Bitcoin maximalist community, they're excited and they're hoping that uh, you know trillions flow into Bitcoin. And so what they're thinking is that you know all this hype around the ETF will eventually you know create some marketing, which it will, because I've I've seen several commercials now for the Bitcoin ETF from a variety of companies. And so what they're hoping is that that information educates the masses, and then people realize that they don't want it a financial product. They actually want the actual Bitcoin in their own possession itself. And therefore the price of it will spike. So that's kind of what I think a lot of people are hoping for. All right. Hello, Carlos. Where we call it from? Hey, Mike. It's Mike from Bitcoin, California. Mike from Cali. What's going on, my friend? What's on your mind tonight? Uh, you own nothing and be happy. <laughs> yeah, you own nothing. <laughs> that is nothing. The, <laughs> the epitome of looking at a screen, looking at ones and zeros on a screen, Will eventually equate to nothing. Yeah, I can I can believe that one. What's 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 the ultimate goal, Mike? Yeah, so to make sure that no one owns actual property, physical property first, it's, and then it's digital to property last. You from the tangible value mm-hmm. in the real world. Yeah. What's an ETF? Look at look at Mike. Mike, this is how ridiculous mm-hmm. this is. Mm-hmm. They made something. They made an artificial derivative. <laughs> Of something that's artificial. It's nothing there. It's not even it's not even tangible. Mm-hmm. Like sure, you could take your code and put it on a wallet and whatever have you. It's computer code and yeah. the system, but they made it intangible, even more intangible. Right. <laughs> hey. Just keep on whatever you got. Hold on to what you got. Hold on to your metal, yeah. including that lead. You know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, Stop, stop using digital dollars as it is because they already separated it from you. Yeah. You, use cash. If you don't use it, you lose it. Right. 100%, man. Good, 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 good point there, man. Appreciate you. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, happy New Year. Same to you. Same to you, buddy. Be happy good. Evening. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good one. Uh, that was a good one. Uh, what else we got here? BTC is the new CBDC. People ought to get into Monero. Monero, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I do believe that there will come a time where privacy coins or projects that focus primarily on privacy from beginning to end will do quite well. And they'll actually, you know, because there won't be any um, uh, ways of actually exchanging them back into fiat real soon. So more people will be forced to actually spend them. And those could potentially become a transactional currency that people use. Hello, Carlos. Where you call it from? Hey, what's going on, Mike? It's your boy out here in Crypto King. Crypto King. What's up, my friend? How you doing? Great. How you How you doing? Not bad, man. What's happening in Japan, man? Everything seems to be okay, and I'm grateful. Uh oh, you kind of, you kind, you kind of choppy. Oh, are you? Can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you, but it's it's computerized. But you know, we do the best we can. Go ahead, give me what's in your mind, though. It's all good. We work through it. Um, Mr. Hart, the SEC, you recently heard for a fault. Previously, he's not even Elon Musk against the SEC. Uh, yeah so so i heard i i hear you but i know it's hard to hear on the mic you talk about richard hart and i saw i saw he, he has an, a team of lawyers that's actually trying to stick it to the sec so i see that so that's kind of hurt. That's kind of what you. I'm translating what you said because I know people can't really hear you. But no, so I, that, that, uh, I'm definitely keeping an eye on that though because you know he seems to be very confident that he's going to really stick it to him. So 
I mean, I think that'll be a good thing if he does. So I wish him more, wish him luck on that one. Um, if y'all want to help, uh, you know, kind of help with the fight, there's a org. Oh, it's dot org. would take a read of that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. So I heard you once again, but I know you you're choppy, so I know they didn't hear you. But <laughs> but hex, but good check out hex. It's best what you're saying. So <laughs> appreciate you, man. Uh-oh, lost him. Yeah, appreciate you calling, man. I know you called from Japan, so it's kind of choppy. So I'm assuming you're using an internet phone or something. So, But uh, I think it was petition.org, if I'm not mistaken. I think yeah, that's what you said. But put it in the chat, though. Put everything you said in the chat. Put it in the, in the, in the chat, Crypto King, and we can let people see and take a look if they're interested. Um, what else we got here? Chainlink, B-Rad. Daryl says, Bank, uh, BTC is not a banker's coin. Yeah, so so here's the thing, Daryl. If it's if it's if it's the banker's coin, don't you think the banker's gonna do themselves right? <laughs> the bankers like like Jamie Dimon and all those entities that have now created a financial product because they're going to try to get trillions eventually into those financial products. And then on the back end of that, if they remain true to like actually keeping it, you know, spot to those shares, will then the recipients of the actual Bitcoin holders profit as well. So will the banks run it up for their own benefit or crash it to destroy the retail investors will be the question. He says, Crypto King, call it from jail. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, hello, Carl Shane, where are you calling from? Hello? Diego? I, I, I hear you. Kind of choppy to go ahead. What's your name? William, I uh, I used to call you from San Diego. William, how you doing, my friend? I got you. Go on. What's going on? Well, I'm doing well. Oh, um, I, I wanted to chip in on the ETF. Okay. The Bitcoin ETF. Go ahead. Because the latest things I heard, including your friend uh, Mario Maneco mm -hmm. 64, um, is that the owners or the administrators, you know, like the trustees of these right. uh, ETFs, right. have written into the contract pretty much that it's a um when you buy the bitcoin on the etf you're actually paying cash and what you get back it's cash when you sell it is cash right there is no bitcoin right so i think i think the 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 proxy is that and i guess in the middle of that like you you send them cash they supposedly take a possession of Bitcoin into the fund. And then if you exit out, you benefit on the price fluctuation, assuming to be positive and you'll earn more cash on the way out. So you never actually okay, do so anything they, with they Bitcoin. Made... Sorry, I interrupted. You. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. So the consumer doesn't actually own the Bitcoin itself. Like, like Bitcoin can be mined and you can own the, the satoshi or, or the or the numerals that allow you into your bitcoins mm -hmm. and that's like holding physical gold or silver i only hold coins and gold and silver i used to tell you that i i knew silver was going up and it, it's come back down a bit but um, i'm still auctioning on ebay i auction silver on ebay and gold as well mm -hmm. fractional co coins yeah and um uh, since 2017 so I just wanted to uh, chip in. It's like um, I had a friend in 2016 and 17 mm -hmm. who was the son of the gentleman who owned a Ford dealership, and he asked me to help out because he was losing it to the partner. Yeah. And his son was a nerd and had traded Bitcoin that he had mined mm -hmm. for like 
drugs or something. And I, I, I but and later on, I, I helped, I bought him two desktop computers that could mine. Yeah. And he started mining Ethereum. Yeah. But in the end, he, I, he, I couldn't trust him. <laughs> he, yeah, he didn't want to really create a, a company because IBM, for example, at the time in 2017 was looking for, you know, nerds to be able to mine Bitcoin yeah. and Ethereum. Yeah, it was easier then but, too. Uh, I, yes, because yes, it takes a lot more mining power now. It's being, t and I think some of those mining uh, companies have not necessarily done that well. Like Genesis, have mm -hmm. you heard about them? They're, I think they're in Iceland or something. Yeah, I know Hive is in, Hive is in Iceland. Hive is one of the companies in Iceland. Yeah, but no, I'm not. I've heard of Genesis, yeah. Block, Riot. Yeah. The, uh, I'm not into them. I quit after that. I, I, I don't. I wasn't interested because instead of buying cash, I'd rather mine it. But if I can't trust the people to mine it, mm -hmm. then I'm really out. Unless you're a software expert. But yeah. the other thing that I heard about the ETF um, is also controlled by um, JP, mostly by JP Morgan Chase as mm -hmm. the trust, one of the trustees, and mm -hmm. the other one on a lot of them because there's multiple and they're all owned by the same crew yeah. of about five different major players. Uh, and the other one that's only been mentioned by this other guy, I can't remember his name. He's yeah. on YouTube a lot. He, he he lives in California. He's, he used to be a broker mm -hmm. uh, or or in. Um, he said that J.P. Morgan Chase and this this Italian-sounding last name mm. uh, own own those, and they're they were they've been the biggest uh, players in being the trustees for the mm. silver ETFs and so forth. So I yeah. think what they're doing in general is when they when the customer buys these shares of anything in an ETF, mm -hmm. these these uh, trustees are basically, they're acting as banks as well. And they basically utilize those assets as if they're their own, because when you short something, when you sell something rather than buy it to hoping that the share price goes down, the silver price goes down or whatever, so you can buy it back for less and make that difference. Mm -hmm. um, they're utilizing, you have to have an, an asset to be able to short it. You can't make it short yeah. legally anyway. Yeah. So they're utilizing the customers. I believe this is possible. Yeah. That the they're utilizing the customers' assets in ETF like silver, gold, um, and um, now Bitcoin as a manner of shorting it as if they own it as well. They're the custodians, and yeah. they're, they're, I bet they're doing that. No doubt. That's how the paper game is played. Right, Zach. So the, the thing is, if they're if they're creating a financial product off of anything they're doing it with the idea that they're going to benefit from it like they like they do in every other sector so if it's not started yet it's give it a matter give it some time and as always whenever the banks get involved they find out the, they find a way to manipulate things for their favor and it always goes against the actual retail they, investors so but hey they, they cap the they cap it also they can cap it now they yeah. can cap the value from skyrocketing up probably because how much money they have you know yeah uh, how much of they talk in terms of billions and trillions it's a lot of money <laughs> yeah yeah well, hey man appreciate you calling my friend thank you hey thank you so much for letting me on oh I no appreciate problem you. appreciate you man we good bye yeah. So, you know, time and tell, man. So I, I see, uh, let me see, Bitcoin Genius. It says, spot, B, spot Bitcoin ETF will hold Bitcoin. You will be able to see on chain, same as gold ETF. You will buy cash and you cash out. So that's the biggest thing. Like, just like, the institutional funds that are supposed to come in means that they have to go out and actually acquire the actual BTC to put into their wallets to be able to shell sell shares off of and so if that happens the way that it appears that that's how it's supposed to work then btc price will then continue to trend up because once again the limited supply overall means that you know the funds will have though the dollar amount will have to adjust for the limited supply available uh to be sold so we'll see how it goes but once again in the short term it could be very volatile but in the end if bitcoin is meant to succeed and if it's an original movement then it will but then again if it's a banker banker's coin that the bankers are using to suck in all this you know retirement pension fund money as the system comes to a you know complete halt or a crash at some point soon then 
people are going to lose everything anyway. So whether it's in BTC or in the USD terms, it's going to be trouble ahead. So that's why it's always a stick with something that's true, sound, and tested, i.e., as I say, get your insurance policy against your fiat, which is, of course, your sound money, a.k.a. your metals. And everything on top of that is just should be just pure place, pure speculation. At least I, that's how I look at it. So as I mentioned, for those who came in late, you know, like having watched this space for quite some time, it's not the original space that I got involved with, you know, years ago. It's definitely turned in favor of the bankers. But then again, as long as USD is flowing into it, you know, I'm on the winning side of this trade, so I don't mind. All right, my good people, we're at an hour, but it would been a good little live stream tonight. Appreciate you guys, man. So tomorrow uh, at noon, me and Mario back at it for the Mike and Mario show. So if you guys are available, come join us at noon and hang out with us and just share your two cents, ask some questions, and we'll do our best to share our opinions along the way. So anyway, people, be blessed, be safe, and I will see you guys tomorrow at noon. Peace.